0: Hello and welcome to this podcast from Dramoland Castle in County Clare, Ireland. In this series, we'll hear about Dramoland Castle, the people who work there and what's on offer to guests on the vast estate and in the magnificent County of Clare. On today's episode, we meet David McCam, Executive Chef, Dromoland Castle. David McCann has worked at Dromoland Castle for over 25 years. He is not only executive chef at Dromoland Castle Hotel. He is also responsible for the restaurants at the Inn at Dromoland and Dromoland Golf and Country Club. With no family background in catering, how did David get into the business? I'm originally from Drogheda came from a large
1: family. My father, who probably didn't get a a, a chance uh, in education, he was a guard, but his focus on his children was to educate them. So he was a a disciplinarian and uh, mad about the books. I wasn't so mad about the books. And so I have no background or no family background in catering. So I just didn't work at school and I fell into it. So I went to CERT, and wanted to go to Cal Brewer Street, but I ended up in Killarney with a great bunch of people. My first job was in Dundalk, which frightened the bejesus out of me uh, and thought, this is not for me. Um, My father encouraged me, like everything, to finish what I'd started. So I went back to college, put my head down and ended up in the Shelburne Hotel, whites on the green in Dublin, and then over to England for almost 10 years to uh, sort of continue with my training in restaurants and hotels.
0: You came back to Ireland eventually, obviously. Where did you go to first? Uh,
1: I... First, I, I was in touch with Francis Brennan of the Park Hotel in Kemmer. Um He offered me a job as sous-chef. I was more interested in doing a, a head chef role. I'd sort of put my apprenticeship in. So I took a job up with the Rhines in the Arbutus Lodge, but had told Francis that if anything came available, you know, my hat was still in the ring. And subsequently, two months later, he contacted me. Was it okay to put my name forward for a job in Drumoland? And 24 hours later, I was being interviewed by... Mark Nolan, the general manager here at the time, and still.
0: What has kept you cooking? What has kept you interested
1: all these years? I suppose, like, things... I've been here a long time, and things have moved on so much. Like, to be honest, this, this was a sleepy 60-something bedroom hotel when I arrived. Uh, you've got 97 rooms now. You've got a golf club with a the Fig Tree restaurant. We've got a second hotel in the, the Inn at Romoland, And then you have banqueting, and... Banqueting was something I hadn't done before. So all of a sudden, within a few years, we would all these different outlets. So I would have said initially, my total focus was on the Earl of Thoman restaurant in the castle. And then as it expanded, the relationship of food grew to different styles and different outlets. And it's really interesting having all those different outlets. Now, keeping pace with it is a difficult thing (laughs) over the years and it does it doesn't get
0: any easier you may think it does but it doesn't are you always striving to develop your own skills develop the menus here is that all part of it Especially in a five star hotel?
1: Yeah, I, like being an executive chef as well, it's, it's, at this stage, it's a very managerial role. So you don't, you're not cooking all the time, you don't spend as much time in the kitchen. So I have a, a, an able bodied head chef in Nicky Flynn who's been with me all these years. The head chef in the in at Drumoland has been with me all these years. And Derek McCoy in the golf club has been with me a good number of years also. And when you have people, you surround yourself with good people, as well as bringing fresh blood in because you don't want to get stale. You want to keep with it and keep your eye on the ball. So you're visiting other places, restaurants, international, nationally, and you're trying to keep pace with what's going on. And as we all know, with all the cookery shows on TV, it moves fairly quickly.
0: When visitors arrive at Dramolans Castle, they are not just seeking a relaxing breakaway, they are also literally looking for a taste of Ireland and of County Clare. How important is it for David to keep an eye on emerging food trends and to offer local Clare produce to his guests? Principally in our high season, it's international
1: guests, principally North American. So you're not just keeping tabs with what's going on nationally, it's internationally. So we can all remember back, people of a certain vintage of... uh, your smoked salmon and brown bread, uh, a chowder, or in a pub, a toasted cheese sandwich. So we've come a long way from there, and especially in Clare. And to be honest, when I would be dining out, trying to keep pace with food and all that sort of stuff, you ended up in Dublin or London. Now you'll go to uh, establishments in Clare, Galway, you know? Yes. So like the, the game has been raised big time through training, etc., etc. But... Claire, locally. When you're here this long, you've got people who you meet at different food fairs, etc., etc., and people call in that you know, and you make acquaintances in the food production side of things. So, I've built up many relationships with local suppliers, um, cheese makers, farmers, etc. And first of all, they all want to supply somewhere like Drumoland for recognition as well. It's good to have it on your supplier sheet but also the fact that they're doing special stuff for you. So there was a, there's a market gardener who was a, a teacher in St. Flannan's and he would arrive during the winter in November, October, November with the seed catalogue. So what are we going to grow for next season? So it's from butterhead lettuce to simple butterheads and oak leaf and all that. You're doing um, micro herbs, micro salad and all that sort of stuff and you're getting it five miles away. It's fantastic. So, low, very low carbon footprint it means that the Castle is it's a local hotel in every sense of the word in, in every sense of the word and you know what I think the locals are extremely proud of it as well some people think that you should have some restrictions on what goes on here but Mark Nolan always says the locals have been coming in, in here for years they continue to have their walk on the grounds no problem <laughs> And we like that sentiment, you know.
0: The list of people who have stayed at Ramoland Castle is a who's who of movie stars, musicians, royalty and world leaders. So does David and his team cook for all these guests? Uh, do they sometimes bring their own chefs with them? Generally presidential,
1: like Mugabe was here and he brought his own people and his own specific type of cuisine that I wouldn't know much about. Yes, you could research it and do it. Then the, the now Chinese Premier, when he was in the job of assistance, he came here on a trade talk. He had a crew with him from the embassy in Dublin. But that's another learning thing because you embrace them and you help them and get the ingredients for them and all that and help them do, do their job. And it's very interesting.
0: So for, for most of the VIPs, most of the, the very special guests that come here, the dignitaries, you've cooked for all of these people. Like who, for example?
1: My wife normally tells me who's staying here because uh, I don't have my eye on Instagram and Facebook <laughs> and all that sort of stuff. So she'll normally tell me. I was on breakfast one morning and I turned around, I'm cooking on breakfast, helping the guys on breakfast. You turn around and you've got a movie star standing in the kitchen watching you, you know? So <laughs> it's very homely in the castle as well, you know? It's, we're quite yeah. connected to the guests. But you have... I suppose from my own, like I'm interested in politics and all in current affairs and I've met two people. So before I started here, there were two people special in my world. One was John Hume and one was Nelson Mandela and I've met both of them here
0: here in the building yeah, as well. Yeah, so that makes it... This is a special... <laughs> uh, you mentioned uh, Robert Mugabe, the late president of Zimbabwe. That was a rather strange situation. He arrived here unexpectedly. He had issues with his plane in Shannon Airport. What do you remember of that night? That, that night, um, it's
1: quite a number of years ago, but it was, it was a case, you get a call from Mark and it's sort of all shoulders to the wheel and you came in and you're getting information. It's all systems go and then all of a sudden it can change like that. Yeah. He had a lot of... Um, background staff who they come in and they're swarming around you they want to watch what you're doing they're very suspicious of everything it's unusual but it's an experience you know and it's enjoyable as well i have to say you know but very simple food simple tastes there was nothing out of this world at all you know tell me then about the time you two turned up that was a most unusual situation because um, as many chefs will tell you we work christmas and we work hard over christmas but for some reason, we decided to close over a Christmas period. So we worked up until the 23rd. And we would normally have um, a drinks night out for the kitchen brigade. So we were down in the local boozer. And just before I had my first drink, I got a call from Mark Nolan. Now, when I saw it coming up, I was going to delete it, whatever, you know. <laughs> but I did answer it. And he said, how are we fixed? <laughs> we got you two are looking to stay. It was the first night we were closed. So... We were drafted in. In fact, because we'd closed the kitchen down, there was very little in the kitchen ready. And I think Mark's wife had just prepared a shepherd's pie. So that was drafted over from his residence to feed you too. The next morning, my wife had an appointment. So I had my youngest daughter with me. And I came in to do breakfast for them, right? So again, it was like open house I was cooking breakfast. My daughter, who was only like two or three years old, she wanders down and we've got a great photograph with her and all the YouTube
0: crew. So it, it was a special moment and a typical Drumoland homely <laughs> moment, I have to say. To find out more about Drumoland Castle and all that we have to offer, visit drumoland.ie or find us on Facebook or Instagram. You can listen to If These Walls Could Talk on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And we look forward to welcoming you soon.